1: Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure And we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health, as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. Hello everyone. How are you today? I'm so glad you guys are tuning in each and every week as I continue to bring experts to you to help you navigate through your own personal health journey. And boy, have we got somebody special for you today. I We're going to be talking about adrenal fatigue. Now, this is something that a lot of people hear about, but maybe you might not understand exactly what's going on in the body. And we're going to be taking a look at that. Are you someone that you're like, feeling completely overwhelmed, like the the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And boy, I think we can all raise our hands to that right now. But there's a reason for that. And it's not in your head. Now today, we are gonna be debunking some of the myths behind adrenal fatigue. We're gonna find out exactly what it is, and we're gonna learn how toxins play a role in this. We've got Dr. Brad Campbell with us today. He is a chiropractor, he is an acupuncturist. I wanna tell you, I think he's just a full-time student learning as much as he can, Because his mission really is to help people. And and if you have the knowledge, that's empowerment, that's wisdom, and you can really make an impact in the world. He runs a holistic office in Chicago, Illinois, called Integrated Holistic Healthcare. He is the author of Do I Have Adrenal Fatigue? And also the founder of the Health Assurance Movement that I certainly hope that we get a chance to talk about. So welcome, Dr. Campbell. We're so glad to have you on the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Amy. I'm super happy to get to talk to you and everybody else. I love all the stuff you're putting out there and can't wait to talk a little more.
1: Absolutely. So, boy, when you talk about that feeling exhausted um, and the weight of the world, you know, many, many years ago, that's the way I felt. And I, go to doctors all the time. Why don't I have energy? Why am I so tired? What is going on with me? And they would tell me, you know, well, you just have a stressful job. (laughs) Oh, good to know.
2: (laughs) It's like, no, it's not just a stressful job because pretty much everybody in America has a stressful job and is working 40, 60 hours a week, sometimes three jobs, you know, as a single parent. And some... People with all those, all that stress and burdens of life and responsibilities can handle it just fine. They go to bed, they wake up, they feel maybe a little sluggish, but they're able to get through their day and push through with a little willpower. And other people just lose that willpower, lose that oomph, lose that energetic kind of push. And that's really kind of what the adrenal glands are. They're like that willpower push, that motivation to kind of keep you going throughout your day. On a Chinese medicine mind-body kind of level, it's really like that lack of drive you're just right. not feeling anymore in your life.
1: Right. And is, you know, because as a woman, I wonder sometimes, is that I, I'm burning at both ends of the of the rope here? Is it, you know, why, why are we experiencing, you know, this in our lives? Is it an aging thing? It what what do we have going on?
2: Yeah, you know, why I think it's kind of just a chronic burnout of sorts. You know, it, it comes from so many factors like overworking, not resting and repairing and regenerating and sleeping enough, which toxins obviously play a role with too oh. much poor diet, too much sugar, not enough anti-inflammatory, healthy, clean food. Um, it's not enough either too much like CrossFitters or people working out for hours and hours every day or working out way too hard. They're breaking their bodies down or right. so too much exercise or not enough exercise. Um, And not enough physical human contact and love and touch could be from like isolation and loneliness and separation and all those things that everyone's kind of had to deal with on some level with COVID-19 this year.
1: Oh, man, tell me about it. No, I love this in your book I was reading, and the book is called Do I Have Adrenal Fatigue? And I really liked a quote that you used in there. You were talking about the pattern of dysfunction, And you kind of laid it out in your answer just now, but everything affects everything. Anything can affect anything. Anything can affect everything and everything can affect anything. You know, I think sometimes we're trained or we're told to believe there's one magic answer.
2: No, there really isn't one magic pill. Like everyone's looking for that one single thing that's going to be like the tipping point of like, maybe if I get this B12 pill. Or maybe if I go get this injection <laughs> here, or IV vitamin therapy, or maybe if I just like take away this one little toxin of the thousands that I'm being exposed to, maybe that's going to do it. And it's really the cumulative effect of everything that really starts to change the tide. And that okay. could be, yeah. So it's really this cumulative effect that starts to really impact your life. And sometimes that is as simple as a baby step of like, maybe you do change just your breakfast. You work on one meal a day or you work on one cutting out diet soda or soda or cutting out the six coffees down to one coffee a day. Whatever it is, cutting Mm -hmm. one thing out or incorporating something healthy into your lifestyle is a stimulus that then gets you to start to change everything else. Um, Right. So you can baby step it. And then that starts to trickle into more change and more changes just progressively feel better. Or you can make the huge like sweeping change. Like I'm going to do a cleanse or an elimination or a whole 30 or just I'm going to have Amy tell me everything I need to get rid of in my house that's toxic <laughs> and just completely reset. And you'll feel better really quickly because you've just gotten rid of a whole bunch of things. Right. But everything. Everything does affect everything in your body. Like just because if there's inflammation in your bloodstream, it's going to go everywhere your blood goes, which is everywhere in your body. So you can't really differentiate all the time of like, well, I just have inflammation in my shoulder. I'm like, well, if you have it there, you got it everywhere else too, at least (laughs) to some degree.
1: Exactly. Well, and I think a lot of people are hearing more about, for instance, the gut-brain connection, uh, you know, gets really talked about now. And we know that if our, our gut is inflamed, so is our brain, um, you know, we've got that inflammation. And, and so that makes sense. Well, let's back this up just a moment. And let's just talk about what is adrenal fatigue and what what are we looking at within the body? What ha- what systems are affected uh, that create, will not even create it, but you understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yep.
2: So the adrenal glands, most people don't even know what they are. They sit on top of the kidney, like a okay. little kidney being the renal in Latin is your kidney. And then ad renal is on top of your renal or on top of your kidney. It's like this little triangular party hat on top of your mm-hmm. adrenal gland or on top of your kidney is the adrenal gland. And it's a little tiny organ, but it's really important because it secretes four really important hormones. And if you're low or high in any of them, you're going to feel really great or really like manic or you're going to feel really low and really fatigued. And it's four S's, which is salt, sex, sugar and stress. Yes. So it's salt and blood pressure, like high blood pressure, or you stand up and you get low blood pressure and you get tired or dizzy. I uh, feel like you're going to pass out a little bit or like lightheaded. It's the sex hormones. So low libido, low DHA, period problems, hormone problems, dryness issues, um, just general, like all sex hormones can r- relate to, especially after menopause, your adrenals mm-hmm. and your thyroid start to take over the burden of what your ovaries and eggs used to do for women. Then there's also stress. Adrenaline is where adrenal and adrenaline come in, right? Adrenaline comes from the adrenals, your epinephrine and norepinephrine. So that helps open up the lungs in asthma cases. It helps because people take adrenaline receptor inhalants for asthma. Mm -hmm. So the adrenals relate to the lung function in when you're sick. They also um, relate to just chronic life stress, pumping out too much adrenaline and epinephrine if you're really stressed out for a long period of time. And then also the last one is sugar, which is related to your blood sugar up and downs. So if you're getting hangry, irritable when you're not eating, or you start to get really low energy when you skip a meal, that can Mm -hmm. be a sign of an adrenal issue because it secretes cortisol, which is what wakes you up and makes you happy in the morning where you don't feel like you don't need any caffeine, coffee, tea, matcha. And then you start to have a little... bit less in the afternoon and less and less after dinner. And that's when you're supposed to get a little tired, be more relaxed and eventually have low cortisol, low energy. So you're able to fall asleep and have a nice, healthy, restful sleep all night.
1: All right. So when this is all working perfectly, you just kind of described, you know, we're we're peaking that everything is peaking up during the mid part of the day. We're coming down at the end of the day. Everything's working good. We've got the energy levels that we're supposed to have. Our sex drive is alive and happy. Um, You know, we're feeling like we can handle life, you know, and everything that life is throwing at us. What happens when it goes kitty wampus on us?
2: Yes. So when it goes super kitty is you get <clears throat> you get like low energy, you get a mid-afternoon crash, you might oh. get some dehydration headaches, you might have poor sleeper insomnia. Um yeah, okay. libido, low sex drive, dryness. Um, you might have like I was saying hangrier irritability, especially if you're skipping meals. You might feel yourself craving sugar or salt. Those are big ones. So craving salt for the blood pressure support or craving sugar for the cortisol support. Those are big factors as well that people usually miss.
1: Now, let me ask you a question because, you know, so many older people get put on blood pressure medications. Is that affecting your adrenals or should they be looking at adrenals versus just being put on blood pressure medications?
2: Well, they should definitely be looking at the adrenals, not just jumping to a medication. The question is always, let's get to the root cause of why this is happening, right? Not just taking the fire alarm off of the burning building. We're going to actually look and see where the fire is and what's causing it. So doing actual more of an evaluation or more of a lifestyle history or a full life history and an actual hands-on exam and physical to look at where is the inflammation in your body? Is it coming from? excess weight gain is causing high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It can be your neck that's actually out of place because there's tons of research on neck misalignment and high blood pressure. It could be that you're just your epinephrine and your stress are so high that your blood pressure goes up. A lot of people know that with like panic attacks or with general anxiety and stress, their blood pressure goes up. So it could be all those factors right. as well as like heart, liver, kidney, other issues. But the adrenals do play a big role in the stress side to high blood pressure. And okay. um, some people even have low blood pressure normally, which is like a chronic low level of adrenal mm-hmm. issues. And then when they go up to a normal level, like 120, 130, they're feeling high blood pressure when their doctor's like, you're perfect. And they're like, no, I feel insane out of my mind. I feel like I'm having mm-hmm. panic attacks. I feel like my heart's racing. My, my head is pounding. But their doctor's like, well, you look good to me, but they're at 90. So for them, it's like jumping from like 90 to 130 is like a normal person going from 130 to 170. So they're feeling completely off. So it's good to get the whole picture of where the person normally is at in their life, but for sure, look at the adrenal glands with any kind of like high blood pressure meds.
1: Right. Well, and I, I love that you talk about, you know, a person who generally has low, uh, you know, blood pressure, that's their norm, right? I think in the, in the, um, allopathic, uh, world, we have these ranges of numbers that want to put us all into these boxes to say that you need to fit into these numbers. So it could be diabetes, it could be, you know, your blood, all these numbers. But when we look at those numbers, they're actually taking these averages of the sickest people on on earth and saying, hey, this is what you want to be average with, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, just because it's normal does not mean it's healthy. Right. Right? It's like, well, this is common, or this is normal, isn't it? And it's like, well, it's average. It's common, but it's not healthy normal. Right. One of my mentors used to say when your abnormal becomes normal, are you abnormally normal or normally abnormal?
1: <laughs> well, we're splitting hairs here. <laughs> right. I love that. Well, and and to, to understand the uniqueness of each individual. Um, I, I love that holistic and alternative medicine really takes that into appreciation so that we're not put into these, you know, boxes. Now, When we're talking adrenal fatigue, is this just specifically the adrenal gland, or are there other systems of the body that are in effect with this too, when we talk about everything is affecting everything?
2: There are definitely other systems that play a role. The adrenal glands are just one little part of the huge hormone orchestra. Right, right it's this huge musical symphony of everything working in coordination and beautiful synergy with each other. So you have your thyroid, which is like the sister gland to the adrenal. You have your hypothalamus and your brain and your pituitary and your pineal gland and all these feedback loops. And they all talk to each other back and forth just as musicians would be listening to each other for cues and intonation and harmonies and balance and volume. Um, So sometimes we like to blame in an orchestra. We're like, it's the adrenal gland. But really, like the adrenal gland is like the oboe player. And the oboe player is like missing every single note. But the problem is not actually the oboe player. The problem is the oboe player is dating the clarinet player. But the trumpet player is sleeping with the clarinet player. And so the clarinet player is cheating on him. But they don't even know. So the problem is someone else completely. And until you look at the big picture, you just miss the fact that like, oh, the adrenal gland is the one screaming. But really, that's not the root problem.
1: All right. So, what I'm hearing from you then is, if this is areas of concern for you and you have some of these symptoms, what we really want to do is get with someone like yourself who's going to look at the root issues, that we can't just look at one specific area in the body. Um, you know, going in for a, a, a normal blood draw might not give us the full picture that we're looking for. Is that what?
2: Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, right. normal blood draws can miss it. And then there's also even more advanced testing that most doctors don't run other hormonal testing in the full blood draw panel, like DHEA, cortisol, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, the breakdowns of those, and then even the full seven or eight marker thyroid panel. when most doctors will run a TSH, but they're not looking at the actual hormone levels. It's like saying how fast am I stepping on the gas in my car, but nothing about the car itself, nothing about how fast the car is going, just like, oh, well, my gas pedal's at 50%, so right. must be safe.
1: We're, we're all good. Well, and I think as women too, we well, and at anybody, we need to know how... Maybe our hormone levels are within a normal range, you know, if we will, but our body's not methylating things, uh, you know, so we need to be able to understand that process that's happening in the body too, because if we can't methylate, we can keep adding stuff in, but we're just not going to do anything with it. Right.
2: Totally. Yep. The methylation is so key and just, um, Being able to have the methylation pathways clear and working so the liver can detoxify the toxins clearly so that your mitochondria, your cellular energy factories don't get bogged down, which then can put more strain on your cortisol because if you're bogged down because your cells, every cell little energy pack is basically your battery is on 5% or your phone's (laughs) about to run out of battery. Your adrenals have to be like the supercharged high adrenaline, high cortisol to basically compensate for that. So again, it's just an example of like your liver and your kidney and everything working together in harmony. Um, And your body is innately intelligent. It'll keep you alive even if you're eating McDonald's four times a day, but you just might not be functioning at the best possible ability.
1: Maybe you can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp, at transformingwomenshealth.com. So in your book, you talk about here's what we have going on, and then you, you map out a roadmap for us. And I love that because my, my uh, partner and I that do women's health, we're called Roadmap to Wellness. So I love anything that's a roadmap. <laughs> Can you describe to us kind of what path are we walking down? Um, you know, what steps do we need to be looking at as we pull this map out?
2: So are we talking about the second half of the book, the intention expectation bit or more of the like lifestyle practical tips?
1: We can dive into any tips that you want to give our audience if if they're looking at, you know, really making some impacts in their life.
2: Yeah. So let's do clouds and then dirt. There's kind of like two. There's sort of like the qualitative, which is like the clouds mm -hmm. of philosophy. And then Mm -hmm. we'll get into the nitty gritty of like, what do you actually have to do to get this better? Because the clouds, the philosophy is what we call intention, expectation, and awareness, Yes, which is becoming aware that you have a problem with your adrenals or your thyroid or your toxins or your methylation pathways, doing the testing, whether it's with you or with blood testing or with lab work, with symptom quizzes that we have on our nonprofit website. There's an adrenal quiz in the book, and it's also for free on the website. So trying to learn, like, is this something that actually makes sense to me? Because there might be 50 or 90 symptoms or ways your body's talking to you to tell you that's a problem. So the awareness is most important to figure out, like, does this apply to me? Do I have adrenal fatigue? And then you set an intention for what am I going to do to actually intentionally shift this pattern to make myself feel better or get better or healthier and having an expectation that it's actually going to work. So whatever you're doing, you should at least try to really believe in the fact that you're doing it, which is kind of like the placebo effect, but it just is a good way to heal anything. Like if you have enough awareness, intention, expectation about anything that you're trying to correct or get better in your body, most of the time it'll work. So that's kind of the big picture philosophy. Okay.
1: Um, But I want to come back to this because you're throwing some stuff out there that I think a lot of listeners are going... Well, wait a minute. You mean I just need to be aware, and and then if I believe that I'm going to heal myself, I'm going to heal myself. Is that what you're saying?
2: It's definitely the first step. Yeah. So you you (laughs) do have to just believe that you can heal yourself because if you have the awareness and you start to learn the awareness of what it means to have adrenal fatigue and what things are good or bad, that awareness of what's good or bad. Even if you don't actually start to shift it, if you start going, wow, lots of sugar and lots of caffeine are not good for my adrenals, which are probably the biggest two takeaways of things that are bad for them, then okay. at least you start to have that awareness of like, hmm, I'm having three, four, six cups of coffee, and maybe that's why when I don't have coffee, I'm super tired. And then besides the fact that it's depleting your ATP and your mitochondria of all their energy, but... Um, That's probably one factor of like why I don't feel the way I'm supposed to or why I get brain fog or why when I have my coffee, the brain fog goes away for like a half hour and then it comes right back. Right. So, right. The awareness is the most important because just having that knowledge will eventually you'll start to act on it because most of us are selfish. and We want to be better. We don't (laughs) want to stay stagnant. We're like, I want a little bit more. I want a little bit better car. I want a little bit better health. Now I want a little bit better harder yeah. when I'm a little bit better my dog to be smarter and stop pooping on the floor as much whatever it is <laughs> you want to be better
1: right right so well, just
2: the awareness is like that first step where eventually you're gonna get better
1: right and and education you know it's a, it's a, that's empowerment and what a what a beautiful place to be at instead of being a victim you know well this is just happening to me so we can we can move ourselves from that spot into this place of empowerment where then when we do make those physical changes they're going to have you know huge effects on our our physical body
2: totally a lot of people sit in that victim mode and then they start to learn the awareness they start like getting a little bit empowering they're like oh wait shoot this is something that i (laughs) can't change Uh oh it must be my fault and then once you take the responsibility that's when you set that intention expectation like okay time to work on this now. Like they might be, it's okay not to work on health. I think it's okay to like, I need to focus on my finances or I need to get through school or I need to get through this like major stress with my family. But then eventually you'll be like, okay, that's good. Now, what about that old thing? I used to think that was like all my, you know, all caused by like the government or all caused by Starbucks (laughs) on every corner, or there not being an organic food store in my town. Now maybe I can start to like take ownership of that because Amy keeps telling me I should.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love it. And these awareness, intentions, and expectations can change, you know, even day to day. You know, we we don't once we set this, it doesn't mean that it's set in stone. With the, this can change and, and modify. All right. So this you called, if I'm not mistaken, if I go back, you call this kind of the qualitative portion of getting healthy, right? Yeah. Okay. That's and then we've got the quantitative. Yep. Section. What does that consist of?
2: The quantitative section, um, we talk about the primary two factors are excesses and deficiencies, which Mm -hmm. is basically all the excess bad things in your life Mm
1: -hmm. and all of
2: the deficiencies that you're lacking or missing. So you Mm -hmm. might have excess stress, you might have excess. Adrenaline, you might have excess DHEA or adrenal sex hormones. You might have excess toxins or inflammation or infections that you haven't dealt with. And there might be a deficiency of vitamins B for your methylation pathways and your Mm -hmm. adrenals to work. There could be a vitamin C deficiency because the adrenals are the most concentrated source of vitamin C in your body. And they're one of the biggest users of vitamin C in your body. It could be a deficiency of rest rest Mm -hmm. is just so important to actually rest for about nine hours a day if you can to heal your adrenal glands so even if it's like sleeping or just sitting relaxing with food downtime meditation yoga any restful exercise or stretching or tai chi or qigong like any restful activity at least nine hours a day is super helpful but it's like what am i lacking that i need more of and what am i sort of excess in And I say it's more quantitative because it's more like the dirt of like, okay, here's the actual practical steps of like how I start to build myself back up.
1: I I like that clouds and dirt, you know, really looking at it that way. So my audience, you know, really kind of pays attention to toxins. So let's break this down. What are are there particular toxins that are really going to have an effect on our adrenals more so than any others?
2: That's a good one. Do you talk about mold toxins?
1: Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> that,
2: that would probably be my biggest one, I would say, is the mold oh. toxins would be okay. the biggest. I see a lot of chronic candida or mold or CIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, that really bogs down the adrenals. And that can turn into even something like POTS, postural orthostatic um, tachycardia mm-hmm. syndrome. So there can be a lot of those issues. But I would say mold toxins are probably the number one. You might. Do you have any idea about um, what you see as far as other toxins that affect adrenals?
1: Well, because we're talking hormones, I'm going to look at anything that's an endocrine disruptor, right? Yes. You know, so I'm going to be looking at what am I using daily? That's number one is always I want to go to what am I going to have the most impact with? What am I using daily? Shampoo, conditioner, face wash, body wash, lotion. You know, what are the products that what am I cleaning with? What am I doing my laundry with? You know, are these clean? Are they dirty?
2: Yep. Right. Yeah, definitely agree with that.
1: I want to go back to mold because I think a lot of people really feel like, Oh, well, I don't have any water damage I- I- where I live or where I work or, you know, your environment is wherever you are. So it could be your car. You know, do you have mold inside your ventilation system inside your car? Do you have mold? You know, what other hidden areas that mold appears that most people don't think about?
2: Yeah, Um Gosh, there are so many. You're right, though. Like your a shower or your bathroom is a big one. Like people like, oh, I don't have mold in my house, but my shower is moldy if I don't clean it. Like that's mold. Um, Car that had water damage or like a leaky roof or sunroof or um, yeah, definitely old cars. Sometimes like if you bought a really old used car that has a musty smell Mm -hmm. or the trunk got mold in it Um, and any work environments. It can be in the air ducts in your Mm -hmm. work environment where like the mold is around that big, like air intake valve. Um, If you don't check the basement or the ceiling, I had a patient who was like getting better slowly for years. And then she finally just like had to go up in her attic and there was black mold everywhere.
1: Well, and let's think about this now. I don't know if you know this about me, but I worked in the automotive industry for 30 years. I owned um, facilities. And so what I can tell you is that, the outside air, and I'm going to talk cars here in just a second, is, is really, really polluted with all kinds of things, you know, mold spores, allergy spores, all that kind of stuff. So cars are made with a cabin air filter. This is filtering everything before it comes inside the car that you're going to breathe while you're in your car. Now, I like to look at the car as our second home because a lot of people are in the car. You are. I always see you and your dog you yep. <laughs> driving from place to place. It's our second home. Have you changed that cabin filter that could be affecting your health?
2: Yeah, that's such a great idea. Most people probably never think about that.
1: They don't even have a clue. They've got one in their car. Now, we can take this to your home as well. Where do you live? Do you live in a rural setting? Maybe you're in a farming community. Are there a lot of hay bales? that are stored nearby you that are collecting mold because they sit out in the open and those mold spores are just blowing in the wind, Uh, you know, and you open up those windows because we're getting into springtime and you're breathing that in. It might not be in your home, but you're taking it in through the air around you.
2: Yep. And especially because some people, I think it's around like 30% have a genetic predisposition to reacting to mold so one member of the family could be fine and one of the family is extremely sick like well why isn't everyone sick i'm like well some people are just the canary in the coal mine that feel it
1: right right well and there's a lot of different gene snippets that are out there that you know allow people to have different you know uh, extreme responses to different things that some people are, are not. So mold was number one. And then again, we talked about the, uh, the endocrine disrupting. Is there any other things that we would want to take a look at, uh, toxin wise that would be affecting our adrenals?
2: You know, I don't know if it's necessarily the toxins, but I feel like screen time and screens and the EMFs <laughs> are probably.
1: That's <laughs> That's yeah, a
2: I'd say it's so stressful, even if like just the EMF itself, but also the fact of like what the phones and the screens do to our brains is extremely stressful to our nervous system. Flashing lights all the time, the white bright lights all the time, especially at oh. nighttime.
1: Yeah. So. so what recommendations do you have there? I ca- I like to call EMFs the, the invisible toxin.
2: Yes. Um, recommendations. Get one of those Christmas light timers from Home Depot or Ace Hardware and basically like set your Wi-Fi to go off at night and try not to even like sound can be tough, but try not to have too much white noise at night, too, because you get into a deeper sleep. If you don't have as much white noise, if you need noise to fall asleep or a fan, try to like put it on a timer so it's Mm -hmm. not on all night. Um, natural sounds of like wind or out from like the outdoors are much better than like a constant white noise that kind of stimulates your subconscious from getting into a fully deep rest state. But I think just using an old school alarm clock instead of your phone is also really good. They found just having your phone, I think with out of arms reach when you're sleeping helps increase your IQ. So not only is it like you're resting more, you're sleeping more, but you're actually smarter when you get away from your phone.
1: I even found um, an alarm clock, speaking of which, I I recommend not having any electronics in the bedroom, period. This is your sanctuary and where you need to rest and repair and and sleep. Uh, It's your shutdown place, right? Um, But I found this alarm clock that simulates the natural sunlight. So I have it set for 60 minutes. So when I'm reading, it's just gradually going down to a sunset red you know, uh, uh, light. And then I'm from Iowa. So right next to you there in, in Illinois, and I have crickets <laughs> that <laughs> chirp, you know, in, in the background. And so it, it's, it's a, it's a nice way to really shut off at the end of the day, uh, and stimulate, get that circadian rhythm naturally, um, going down.
2: Yeah. I've heard people, that's a great way to say it, the shutdown. the bedroom should just be for shutting down. Yeah. I heard one doctor say it should be either like sleep or like partner playtime, which is like right. shut down or turn on, but not no. from electronics. Don't turn on electronics. Right. Just
1: no no your partner don't- and
2: then shut down and go to bed.
1: Absolutely. This has been so informational. And I just I love everything that we've been talking about so far. And we're we're well over our 30 minutes now. But is there is there pieces that I haven't brought out? First of all, I want people to go online and get the book. Um, you know, it, it is again called Do I Have Adrenal Fatigue? Because there's so much information that you share within that book.
2: We'll have print copies available in the next couple of months, but then if you can't afford, um, we have print copies at our office actually, which you mm-hmm. can um, email us or go to our website, integratedholistic.com. There's an email there. Okay. Um, it might be on the healthassurancemovement.org website as well, but you can email us for a print book. We have about a hundred left, and then we're going to put them all on Amazon. So it'll be direct order from there with by summertime, but nice. there's an ebook there. And then if you don't, feel like you're ready to invest that, our nonprofit website has the adrenal quiz and some um, free self-care guides on heart health and some other things on there that you can start to check out too.
1: I love that. Um, and and how can people find you? Uh, so number one, I found you on Instagram and I just, I love all your reels. <laughs> people need to go check these out. But how else can people find you besides that?
2: Yeah. Um, those two websites, healthassurancemovement.org, integratedholistic.com, and Instagram holistic c a m p b e l l C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, um, are all good ways to find me for now.
1: Connect. All right, I love that. Okay, last question I have for you. I've got to ask every guest this. What would be your top toxin-free lifestyle tip?
0: Mm.
2: If you can't eat it, don't put it on your body.
1: Oh, I love that. That's a great one.
2: Yeah, that's that my favorite. Crazy. It's like read ingredients and if you can't eat it, don't put it on you because you, you put a piece of garlic on your toe and you'll smell it on your breath within a half hour.
1: Isn't that crazy?
2: It is great. Our feet
1: have so many reflexology points. Oh God, we could just keep on going <laughs> on here. <laughs> Dr. Campbell, thank you so much for your time today. Stay with us uh, as we close out our session.